Amen, amen. All God's people said. Look at this great crowd here today. I want, I want you to, uh, to really show your love and appreciation to our worship team. Can you do that? Everybody feeling good today? I keep asking that question. I want to make sure. How many of you, uh, how many of you have kind of noticed it's been windy? You noticed. It, it is so windy. Oh, let's try that again. It is so windy, the wind sandblasted the tattoo off of my arm. I don't have any tattoos. Um, it is so windy, when it stopped blowing, everyone fell down. It is so windy, my cat looks like this. I don't have a cat, but... Uh, all cats look like that as far as I'm concerned. There's a good Christian over here. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Psalm chapter 23. See, my Bible's already open, Psalm chapter 23. We're in a series called The Goat, the greatest of all time. We're looking at what many people call the greatest chapter in the entire Bible. It is said that President Abraham Lincoln read this psalm to cure his blues. If you study Abraham Lincoln, he was depressed a lot. We know that President George Bush proclaimed Psalm 23 publicly to calm our nation's fears after 9-11. I don't know if you know this, but this year is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I was visiting recently with Greg Laurie of Harvest Church and I asked him this question, looking at today, I said, Greg, have you ever seen so many people living in fear? His response was quite interesting. He said, Dudley, I've, I don't re recall our nation ever living, going through a period like this. He said, except 9-11. He said, but back when 9-11 took place, the churches were packed. People fled to church because they knew that we needed God. And he said, during this pandemic, it's very, very strange because we, need, we still need God, but the churches are empty. And what I tell you that story is because this Psalm that we're looking at, Psalm chapter 23, these six verses, I believe if you study this, that this Psalm will calm every fear that you, you are experiencing. Last week, we looked at verse one. We're looking at one verse every week leading up to Easter. And last week, we looked at verse one, the Lord, all caps, which signifies it's Jehovah God, Yahweh God. The psalmist says that the Lord Jehovah God is my shepherd. I shall not want. And what we looked at last week was the truth that if Jesus truly is your shepherd, if you have this relationship with your shepherd, that you have everything that you will ever need. Anytime anyone can say to you, I shall not want, you need to sit up and take notice because we live in a day and an age of discontent. Jason Lehman wrote, it was spring, 
But what I wanted was summer, warm weather and the great outdoors. When it was summer, what I wanted was the fall. I wanted colorful leaves and cool, dry air. When it was fall, what I wanted was winter. I wanted some beautiful snow and the holiday season. And when it was winter, what I wanted was the spring. I wanted new life and a break from the cold. I was a child, but what I wanted was adulthood. I wanted freedom and independence. When I was, when I was 20, I wanted to be 30. I wanted to be mature and respected. And when I was middle-aged, what I wanted was to be 20 again. I wanted to be young and unencumbered. And when I was retired, what I wanted was to be middle-aged because time was flying too quickly. And then when my life was over, I realized I never, ever got what I wanted. There's a cemetery in England with an inscription. It reads, she died of want of things. And alongside that gravestone was another gravestone that read, he died trying to give them to her. Psalm chapter 23, verse 1, last week, and we learned that if you can say that the Lord is my shepherd, deep down in your heart, if you can say that, then he and he alone will satisfy the longings of your heart. That's verse 1. Today, we want to graze over to verse 2 as sheep. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, hey, we're going to graze over to verse 2. Can you say that to your neighbor? Come on, say it. Last week I had you say, bah, ha, ha. Okay, so this week we're going to graze over to verse 2. This psalm, God portrays himself as a shepherd and pictures us as sheep. And in that shepherd-sheep relationship, we understand as we look at verse 2 that only, only if we are in a relationship with Jesus... I want you to look at verse 2. It reads that he, God, will make us lie down in what's called green pastures, and he will lead us beside quiet waters. Now, in your Bible, if you have your Bible, I want you to circle those two phrases, the fact that he makes me and he leads me. Sometimes God makes me do things, and sometimes God leads me to do things, and those are two different things altogether. You see, sometimes God forces things upon us, and some things he leads us, and we just easily go along. There are some things I probably wouldn't do unless God didn't corral me into doing them, and sometimes, or otherwise, I'm, I'm likely to do some things. I'm just say, okay, God, I'll go along with the flow. And I would say for everyone in this room, there are times where we say, God, I'm, in, I'm along for the ride. And there's other times that we say, God, I know that's what you want me to do, but I'm not going to do it. I, I know that's what the Bible says, but I'm not going to live like that. And God says, We'll see about that. I want to quickly remind you, going back to last week's message, that the good shepherd always knows what we need. We don't always know what we need, but God always knows what we need. And in his heart, his heart is to feed you and to guide you and to protect you. The only dilemma that's left is, are you willing to trust him? 
Are you willing to do what he asks you or directs you to do? That's the issue. We come to verse 2, and it's talking about a lot of things, but I believe there are three major things that, that all sheep, if you're a, a believer and Jesus is your shepherd, three things that you need, always need. Number one, write this down, is to rely on the shepherd's provisions. To rely on the shepherd's provision. There are many things that God will provide for you as your shepherd. Amen? Now, the text, usually you find two things, and there's, there's actually three if you look at it closely. I want you to write this down. He gives you food, he gives you water, and he gives you rest. Food, water, and rest. What else do you need besides food, water, and rest? It's interesting that most of us know that we need food, and we're pretty good at finding it. You ever think about how just every day we're all pretty good at finding something to eat? How many of you, you're going to eat today? You're like, you know how to do that. And God provides all that food for us. We know that we need water. You can't exist without it. And we're blessed here in the United States of America to have a lot of water. And it's just over there at the tap. And we're just blessed. God knows we need that. He provides it for us. But did you know that God also, besides the basics of food and water, that God desires for every one of us to find rest? It's interesting that sheep over in the Middle East, they get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Sheep are early risers. They don't like to eat when it's hot outside. So they get up really early and they start to eat when it's cool Plus, there's dew on the grass, so it's a two-for-one. Sheep cannot eat while they're hot, and they can't drink when their stomachs are full of undigested grass. So they get up early, they eat, and around 10 or 11 o'clock, when it starts to get hot, the shepherd is looking for some green pastures or some green grass and he leads them over there and he forces them to lie down for three or four hours and he lets them ruminate or chew the cud and to rest because the shepherd knows that in rest that they grow the fastest, that they put on some weight, that they, their wool is easily added. They are they're healthiest when they're resting. So. I want you to write this down. The shepherd forces them to rest because it's for their best. He forces them to rest because it's for their best. We learned last week that sheep are not very smart. You've never gone to a circus and seen the trained sheep. Oh, there, there are horses there that they have trained, and there are lions there that they have trained, and tigers that they have trained. They even train large elephants. They can even train a snake. But you don't go to a circus and see a trained sheep. They're untrainable. They're also directionless. They get lost easily. They just wander off. They're easy prey uh, for the, uh, in the wild for all the beasts that are out there, they, they have to rely upon the shepherd to find them food, to find them water, but at certain times, he forces them to lie down because it's in their best interest. 
I want to encourage you today, if anyone here is struggling, if anyone here is depressed or discouraged, you're tired or you feel lost, you just feel like you're just wandering around, you need to come to Jesus and he will give you some spiritual food right here. This is what you need to be chewing on. And he'll give you something to drink, which is spiritual water, which is symbolic of the Holy Spirit of God. And once you taste of the living water, you will never thirst again. And it's why it's important, and I know I'm preaching in the choir because the choir's right here, but it's why you need to be in church. It's why you need to be to be in a life group. It's why you need to spend time in the Word of God. You need to let God's Word and God's Spirit lead you because He will lead you to a place of rest. The problem is we're all running 100 miles an hour in 100 different directions. We don't have time for God. We, we can't find time in a 24-hour in a day period to, 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 to spend time in the Word of God. We're too busy, we're too stressed, we're too consumed with the things that are not important. And God will eventually come along and he will make you, yes, force you into a situation where you must turn to him and you must rest and he has a thousand ways to do that. I found this version of Psalm 23. I don't know who wrote it, but I wanna read it to you. It reads the clock is my dictator, I shall not rest. It makes me lie down only when exhausted. It leads me into deep depression, it hounds my soul. It leads me into circles of frenzy for activity's sake. And even though I run frantically from task to task, I will never get it all done, for my idea is always with me. Deadlines and my need for approval, they drive me. They demand performance from me beyond the limits of my schedule. They anoint my head with migraines. My in-basket overflows. Surely fatigue and pressure shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the bonds of frustration forever and forever. Oh, we need to rest. The Bible, the God we know, created the world. God gives you, he just gives you 168 hours every single week of your life. Surely we can find one day out of seven and put everything else aside and come to the house of God and open up our Bibles and begin to study and see what God's plan is for our life. Surely in a 24-hour day period, you could find two, three, four, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 or 30 to read God's word. Burning the candles at both ends is not a badge of honor, it's a mistake. But if you will listen to the shepherd and lie down and rest, have a quiet time with God, you will be healthier, you'll be more mature, you'll even be more productive, you will be blessed, you'll feel better spiritually and physically and and emotionally, you will be better off if you find time to rest with the Good Shepherd. Amen. Number two, number two. We all of us need to rest in the Shepherd's presence. Everybody say presence. We need to just rest in the Shepherd's presence. 
This is probably one of the most important lessons in this entire uh, series that, that we're going through this book. There is a theme that is interwoven throughout these six verses, and I've not gone into great detail, but I'm going to find a weekend where I show you that what we see in every verse is Jehovah God, the Jehovah God that is provider. He is a sustainer. He is a protector. He is a healer. He is an overseer. And in all of those things where he provides, where he sustains, where he protects, where he heals, where he watches over us, all of those things are found when you're in the presence of the shepherd. Sheep have four major issues that keep them from lying down. If you ever see sheep and they're standing, it's, they, they can't lie down because of four reasons. Number one, they are fearful creatures by nature. They're nervous. They're fearful. They can't relax. They can't lie down. That's why he has to make them lie down. A jackrabbit, a jackrabbit jumping out from beneath a bush or a shrub can startle an entire flock of sheep and cause them to stampede running because they're scared of a jackrabbit. Who does that remind you of? That's us. We are scared out of our minds right now. We're afraid. Everywhere I go, people are afraid of getting sick, afraid of not having enough resources, afraid that our children are not doing okay, afraid that our parents are getting older. We're afraid that the schools are closed. And guess what? When the schools reopen, we'll be afraid. We're afraid of the government. We're afraid of our culture. We're just like sheep. We can't rest. Why? Because we're always afraid. Secondly, sheep are fraught with friction. There's just always something going on in that herd. Now, you've heard of the pecking order. That's kind of a phrase for birth. There's a budding order with sheep. There's always, if you look, there's one sheep that just he's kind of butting his way in there, just stirring up the, the flock. And they can't rest because... There's always someone jockeying for position there in the flock. And, and they, so they have to remain on guard. They, they have to remain on high alert unless they've got to fight back. Uh, God's, they can't rest unless there's unity in the flock. That's us. We're all just fighting with each other. The news, the media, everyone calling everyone else a racist. The left versus the right, liberals versus conservatives. There's friction. We don't get along. That's who we are. We're fraught with friction. And, and until, until we learn how to get along with each other, we will never be at peace. We'll never be at peace. We'll never know true rest. Number three, these sheep were fluffy with fleas. Did you know that sheep are in constant danger from parasites and flies and gnats and disease? And you know, that's us. We have all kinds of bugs and parasites that make us unhealthy that keep us from finding true rest. You say, like what? Well, unforgiveness, 
bitterness, shame, guilt, regret, resentment, sin, our carnal nature, complaining, arguing, blaming. And Jesus, the great shepherd, is constantly trying to get us into the word and via the Holy Spirit to deal with all of those issues that are eating away at us both biblically and truthfully. And number four, sheep are what I call famine fighters. They're always, if you look at them, they're always looking for something to eat, foraging for food. And you know, they find a few weeds and they kind of put their nose down on the ground, they chew away, and they just keep nibbling and pretty and, and they just wander off and they might, they can't see, they can't see very well. And so they, they might just be walking right by some some green pasture, they don't even see it because they're so busy in the weeds. They, they miss out on the good stuff. And that's us. We're chasing after all the things of this world and one day we wake up and we look around and we're 100 miles from where we should be. And what sheep need and what we need, something that will solve all of our sheep-like tendencies, we need to be in the presence of the shepherd because the shepherd will lead us by green pastures and still waters. You know, I, I actually read this week of another virus that's out there that causes swelling of the brain. And if you get this virus, you have a 75% chance of dying. It makes COVID-19 look like a walk in the park. And if you get wrapped up in all the evil things that in this world and you're sitting out there just hoping that all of these things go away, I've got news for you. Bad things in this world are never going to go away. You might as well learn this lesson that your best thing you could ever do is to just stay close to the shepherd. That's what you need to do. Because you see, the shepherd is the only one that can calm our fears. The shepherd is the only one that can get us all united here today. The shepherd is the only one that can deal with all the ticks and the parasites, those things that are keeping us from having true rest. And I said all of that to say this, what calms the sheep, write this down, it's not the absence of predators. What calms the sheep is the presence of the shepherd. That's what calms us. I have all these worries and these fears, these things that stress us out. Those things are always gonna be here. You're never gonna be uh, free of trouble. We live in a fallen world. There, listen, there are too many things for me to even name that cause us harm in this world. Sheep have many fears, just like us. But sheep are smart enough to know at least one thing, and that is that if the shepherd is near, there's no need to fear. Oh, I want you to say that. If the shepherd is near, there's no need to fear. Say that. Say it. I want to hear it. Turn to your neighbor and say, if the shepherd is near, there's no need to fear. Say it to your neighbor. Come on, come on, come on. I want to be totally honest with you, and some of you are not going to like what I'm going to say next. I am totally 
sincerely. I feel sorry for people who've lived in fear these last 12 months. I just look at them and I go like, I feel sorry for you. And I don't mean to be disrespectful in any way, shape, or form, but I have not spent two seconds living in fear this last year. Not two seconds. Because, because I know the shepherd and the shepherd knows me. Why would I fear? And don't, don't act like I've got my head buried in the sand. There's some really bad things. Listen, I know that politics is bad. I know that. I know that COVID is bad. I know that. I know that the government is bad. I believe that. You don't have to, but I believe that. I know, I know that the wind is driving me crazy. I know that debt is bad. I know that all the fighting and the division in this country is bad, that it's real. I, I get all that. I, 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 I don't have my head buried in the sand. I understand all that's bad out there, but I have this keen awareness. I am hypersensitive, not to trouble, but to a loving shepherd who directs me besides green pastures and leads me to still waters, and he restores my soul. You say, well, I wish I, I wish I could rest. I wish I could, I wish I had faith like that. Well, you can have faith like that if you remain in the shepherd's presence. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. The Bible says that God will never leave you and that he will never, ever forsake you. And you either believe that and put your trust in that or you act like, well, I don't know if that's true and you live in fear all the days of your life. Rest in the, present, in the presence of the shepherd. And number three, write this down. Then you can be refreshed. By the shepherd's peace, God gives me peace. It's just uh, everything in this world causes turmoil in your life. But God will give you peace. He leads me besides what the Bible calls quiet waters. Listen, there's nothing better than have your belly full of good food. Mm. And you're sitting outside in some green pastures and there's a little quiet stream going by and you're just there to rest. It's quiet and it's beautiful and you're listening to the little ripples and it's all because you're hanging out with the greatest shepherd of all time. Oh, listen, I got no worries, I got no problems, I got food, I got water, I got rest because I'm in the presence of the shepherd and he gives me this peace and this calm. I wanna give you three words of wisdom, write them down quickly, they're easy words. You already know these words, but I want you to write them down. It's the word stop, look, 
and listen. Stop, look, and listen. This is some of the best advice I could give you. First of all, stop, stop every earthly activity. Find a time, find a window every day, a quiet place, turn off that television, turn off your phone. Some of you don't even know there's an on-off switch on your phone. Put your bills aside, no internet, no radio, no Facebook, no Instagram, no TikTok, no Twitter, no PS5, no Candy Crush. And then look into God's Word. For the next, here's what I'm asking you to do. For the next seven days, I'm not asking you something for the rest of the For seven days, can you do something for seven days? Get up every morning and the first thing you do is just read Psalm 23. Six verses. Live your day. And at night, right before you go to bed, read it again. Get up the next day, read it every morning and every night, first thing and last thing every day for seven days. Do it for seven days, and you come back next week and tell me what's different about your life. Simply because you've taken time to stop worrying about all the cares of the world and actually get your eyes into the Word of God and as you stop, as you look, you then listen to what God's trying to say to you. You see, we can't even hear God's voice because there's too much noise in the world. That's why you've got to turn that television off. You've got to stop flicking through social media. We have to stop fighting with one another, stop being fearful of everything that's going on and just look at God's word and to listen to what God is trying to say to you as you read these verses for the next seven days. Jesus looked at the crowds in Matthew 9 and he said, you know what these people remind me of? These people are harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. What we need is a good shepherd. In him we find provision, we find peace, we find contentment, we find joy, we find salvation. James Hamilton, in his book called Directions, he talks about life before there was refrigeration. How many of you have a refrigerator in your house? You have a refrigerator. How many of you know where your refrigerator's located in your house? How many of you are thankful for the person who invented refrigerators? Oh, I don't know who that person was, but hey. You, most of you would die if you didn't have a refrigerator. But there was a time in America there was no refrigerators. And so what they did, they built what's called ice houses. 
And what they did is they built these rooms, these houses had real thick walls, no windows. They would have one door that was real tightly fit. And when the winter came, they would go to the lakes that had frozen over and they would cut out big blocks of ice. They would haul that back to their ice house. They would put it in the floor of the ice house and then they would put sawdust all over the ice and then they would put their food in there and oftentimes it would keep until summer. And one day a man was working in his ice house and he lost his watch. And he looked in the sawdust, he couldn't find it. And it was valuable. So he called his neighbors and the neighbors were, they were all in there in the ice house in the sawdust looking for the watch, they couldn't find it. And finally a small boy who learned of the fruitless search, he went in there, shut the door. A few minutes later, he came out holding the watch. I found it. They looked at the boy and said, how'd you find that? He says, easy. He said, I walked inside. I shut the door. He said, then I just laid down in the sawdust and kept as quiet as I could. And I could hear the ticking of the watch and I located it. The Bible says these words, I want you to look at this, Psalm chapter 46, be still and know that I am God. Amen? Be still and know. You know, sheep, I think you know this, they, they can't really swim. And how many of you can't swim? Nah, you're just like sheep. How many of you, though, you think you can float? I can't swim, but I can float. Well, sheep can't float. They've got these wool coats that weigh about 50 pounds. And they have these little spinely legs, so they can't swim. And if they ever fall into a raging water, that 50 pounds of wool, man, they will sink like a rock. And the Bible says that the shepherd makes the sheep lie down so they can rest. And he'll lead them over to some quiet waters where they can drink without fear. And what we need, you've got to Turn everything off in this world. Find you a quiet place and a quiet time every day. And listen to the voice of God. As you read Psalm 23 every morning and every night for the next seven days, you ask yourself, God, what are you trying? You can't, you can't hear it. You can't hear it with all the noise in the world. You've got to get away from all that. You've got to listen. And you'll hear God speaking to you if you'll listen and he'll he'll tell you some of you need to repent and turn from your wicked ways some of you some of you need to accept Christ and make Jesus your shepherd 
You'll, you'll hear God telling some of you, you need to be baptized. I can't tell you how many people we baptized last night and late into the night and this morning because people were listening for the voice of God. Some of you will hear God say, you know what you need is you need to, you need to start forgiving people the way I have forgiven you. Some of you need to, you'll hear God say, you know what, you need to start giving grace as I've graced you. Some of you will hear God say, you need to start to pray for your loved ones and for your neighbors. You'll hear God say to you that you've gotta start bringing people together instead of dividing everybody. You'll hear God say, hey, you gotta start loving your neighbor as you love yourself. You'll be amazed at what you'll hear God say to you if you'll just quiet yourself and listen. You'll know that He is God. Amen? Let's stand. If you're watching right now online, you're watching on internet somewhere around the world, just text Jesus to the number on the screen and we'll get a hold of you. If you're here today and you feel like God's leading you to be baptized today, you come today. Right over here to my left are some doors. Just walk through those doors right after church. We have counselors. If you have a prayer request, you come. Walk through those doors. We'll pray with you right now. But whatever it is God leading you to do, be willing to do it. Let's bow our heads for just a word of prayer. Father, thank you for today. and. Oh, this is, this is just, we've been verse one, verse two. We still got four more verses of truth and impact in our life, all based on this relationship that we have with you, oh God. Lord, if there's anyone here today, anyone here today within the sound of my voice that the, Jesus, they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, Lord, help them to come today right after this prayer to just walk through those doors and sit down with a counselor and let them walk them through that process. Lord, I pray that for those of us who are here and we're just worried about this and we're worried about this and we're scared to death about this, help us to find peace just in the presence of the shepherd. Lord, I know that most people know, but whenever we become a Christian whenever we commit our life to you, that you put your presence, your spirit inside of us. There is no place we go where you are not there. And you will lead us into green pastures. You will direct us. You will lead us beside quiet waters. We can find peace and rest. And God, you and you alone can restore our souls. And we'll find out next week where else you will lead us towards. But Lord, I pray your blessing on every person here today. Help us to just stay near to you, oh God. Help us to find ways to get away from the pressure of this world and to just be alone with you. I pray you'd bless every sheep here at Shepherd Church, I pray in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Thank you for coming to church today. God bless you.